0: Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to talk about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. I'm Shannon, and today is Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I'm here with Jen and Natalia to talk with you all today about thrillers, thrillers that are domestic and psychological. So hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Thrillers, one of my favorite things to read. Mine too. <laughs> Mine, they make me happy. So what I thought we would do is go through the usual administrative stuff and then maybe talk a little bit about what psychological thrillers are and what domestic thrillers are. So that everybody's on the same page and then get into some recommendations. So as always, you can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can like and or follow the page. You can also ask to join our Facebook group where you can interact with listeners of the podcast as well as the presenters. We would love to have you. It's a very quiet group at the moment, but hopefully it will pick up some activity. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do that via Facebook or you can send us an email to the Podcast at gmail.com. All right. So there are a lot of different kinds of mysteries and thrillers and suspense. I think it's one of the more... Um, difficult things to define. But when I think of domestic thrillers, I think of thrillers that have to do with the family unit um, and some kind of mystery that involves like your sort of direct family. Um, So some of the things that we'll talk about today will have to do with that. And psychological thrillers, I think can be a little trickier to define. Um, Do either of you have a thought about how
1: you would define psychological thrillers? So in my opinion, I think that thrillers that are more psychological might have something to do with the family. But generally, there's more going on than that. It's typically about, say, individuals. um, Like, for example, um, one of the ones I'm going to talk about has a lot to do with a group of friends, for instance. So um, it's, it's kind of domestic, but not exclusively so um it usually has to do with things outside of the family unit like maybe somebody is you know racing against time and um you know um or or things like you know that maybe have more ones that have to do with like the police right like not necessarily procedural per se but um some of the series Mm -hmm. you know uh like uh, lisa gardner for example comes to mind um things like that
0: so the other thing i think that sets psychological thrillers apart is the fact that we as the reader never completely know who we can trust we can't necessarily trust our narrator but neither do we trust the people around
1: them right exactly and it's also become kind of a um a theme if you will uh, the whole idea of unreliable narrators has become um, a really big theme amongst uh, uh, domestic thrillers, the most I would say, but just thrillers in general, I think. Um, and sometimes that can be done really, really well, which is cool.
2: For me, I think that thrill- psychological and domestic thrillers are more like a—they mess with your brain more. Yes, yes, it's a total mind. They're not as straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a a mind game, you know, it's not, it's, you don't know if, you know, the husband is nice, if the wife is nice, you don't even know if, if the character that's telling the story is innocent, or if they're crazy, or if they're not crazy, you know, as opposed to a regular mystery, where maybe you have a police procedural, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you'll have some kind of arrest, Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that has to do with the law, And, and these thrillers don't necessarily have to do with the law all the time. No, right, no.
0: I don't. So are we ready for some recommendations? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we have a lot of them. So, Jen, um, maybe you can start us off. Okay. And then Natalia, and then I will finish up, and we can start again.
2: Sounds good.
1: So my first book I'm going to talk about is The Memory Box by Eva Lesko-Not-Yellow, I always think i'm going to mispronounce her name but thankfully i didn't and i have to admit when i first read the synopsis of this book i thought this book looked really stupid but it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well okay but let me let me explain why though right okay so um it initially it's talking about this woman and these people uh, these other moms so that she's like a privileged um a mother and these other mothers that are kind of in her circle go around, like, Googling each other to cause a bunch of gossip. So I thought, well, that just sounds ridiculous. And, but then it's not ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a total mind game, and it was fabulous. So let me explain and why this is yet another example of why you should not judge a book by its cover, as they say, or by its synopsis, in this case. Right. So, um, so in this book, we meet Caroline Thompson, and she is very, like, not wanting to be involved with the silly game that everyone's doing where they're Googling each other and spreading rumors and doing all this silly stuff. And she's very pleased that when people look up her name, all they see is references to her philanthropy. So she's very pleased about this. But then for some reason on a whim, she decides she's going to Google her maiden name and all this weird stuff comes up and she sees like this articles about how her sister is dead. And she's like, well, wait a minute, what is going on? So she starts delving into this, right? And she's and the more she finds out, the more paranoid she becomes. And so we see her, like, totally unraveling, like, within herself and within her domestic life, like, within her family. She has a couple of children and a husband. And then the whole book just turns into this total, like, mind game. And it was fabulous. Uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Again, it's called The Memory Box by Eva Lesko-Natiello it's so
0: so excellent i
1: it's one of those things that like smacks you over the head like you do not see it coming where it goes no you're just like wait what like how did that happen
2: yeah well those are the best it's totally the
1: best i know right i'm like oh
0: so i read a lot of of these kinds of things and the memory box remains like one of the best that i've read i think it was
1: debut wasn't it I it
0: i Yes, and it was like 2015, I think it I came know, out, so, so wow. it's
2: like now. it would be great. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds like a good book. I feel like I'm going to read it really, really soon. You should. You should. It's, so it's so good. I had it already on my to-read pile. I was just looking, so I guess one of you must have recommended it before. So my first book is... One of my absolute favorite books of all time. I actually, it's crazy because it did come out pretty recently in twenty fifteen. Also, it's called "Where They Found Her" by Kimberly McCrate. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. And she is known for reconstructing Amelia. Yes, so good. Yes, I just read it. It was so good, but this one is better. I promise you. I mean, I, reconstructing Amelia was so good because nobody knew what was happening, but this one you're really not gonna know. you'll get to the end and you'll be like, huh it it'll give you a book hangover i I know that I read it and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't sleep the whole night after I finished, and I remember my mm. mother called me screaming like, "What this ending So this book is about a baby, and um, it's about a dead baby that's found in a river and uh a town in New Jersey. I think it's called Blue Colic. I don't know why that makes me think of alcoholic, but it just does. And a journalist, Molly Dawson, I believe her name is, she is told to write the story. And now it's really hard for her because she just had a stillbirth. So she's been really depressed, but she also you know, wants to write this story because she's very curious as to whose baby this is, what's going on with it. And this story is told by three different people, a PTA mom, the journalist, and a high school dropout. And basically, nobody really knows what happened to the baby. And, you know, we get teased the entire book to, to find out eventually what happens to the baby or not. And um, it's just so good. So many twists. So many things about each person that you never knew. And, and a total mind game. It was one of my favorites. It's called Where They Found Her by Kimberly McCraight. And pick it up at your nearest bookstore, please. I loved I it so much. I have. Oh, my God. I know. I never saw it coming. It was one of the books that even when I was right there, right, like, at the end, I still didn't see it coming. You know, because some of the thrillers, you kind of get it. eventually yes. As it starts unraveling little by little. But this one, I never saw yeah. it coming. It's amazing.
0: So, hanging on to this theme of never seeing the ending coming, which is a thing that I kind of like in a thriller. Um, I get a little annoyed if I figure things out too soon. This one, um, I have to admit, I was a little bit skeptical about when I picked it up, but this is When the Lights Go Out by Mary Kubica. And I've read a few of her books. I loved one and two of them were not great. Um, and then I picked this one up and I, I just wasn't sure. But once I started reading it, I could not put it down. So we meet Jessie Sloan, who is a young woman really wanting to put her life back together. She spent a lot of time caring for her terminally ill mother And at the beginning of the book, her mother is really close to death. And Jessie is trying to figure out what she's going to do after her mother dies. Like, should she go to college? Should she get a job? What should she do? And she decides that she's going to go back to school. So after her mother passes away, she starts to enroll in college. But when you enroll in college, you have to supply your social security number And she does this and she learns that her social security number actually belongs to someone else. And this someone else is dead. So she's trying to reconstruct her life and figure out what is going on. In the meantime, we follow a story um, of a young woman, like 20 years previously, who is also trying to put her life back together after the end of kind of a yucky relationship. And you get a very strong suspicion how these two people are linked, but you never really know for sure. And everything that you think you know about all of this is, is wrong. Um, one of the things that I found most, I can't quite think of, of the word I want, but the thing that riveted me, I guess, the most is watching Jesse deteriorate over time like we actually see what happens when someone's mind begins to unravel like we are treated to kind of a bird's eye view of the like really disordered thinking Um, what happens when you don't sleep when you're not eating well and I am not a fan of this author in all ways but I I loved her for this Um, I will say that if you like endings that kind of make sense. Um, and I, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but you kind of are just going to have <laughs> to trust me. If you like your endings to make sense, you might not be a fan of this. Um, I, I will admit that I would have liked a different ending than the one that we got. But despite that, I, I have to recommend this book just because of the skill that the author showed in writing it. So this is When the Lights Go Out by Mary Kubica. And that's her latest, actually. It is, yes. It came out um, in September, actually.
1: (laughs) Okay, so my next pick is a book that I just finished, and it was so great. And I'm going to be reading more of this author very, very soon. Um, It is called Open Your Eyes by Paula Daly, and this is a British thriller, and I love those in particular for some reason a lot. Um, And she writes standalone thriller novels, and if her other stuff is as good as this, I'm going to be a very happy person. So (laughs) in this book, we meet Jane, and Jane is a Jane Campbell, and she is a creative writing teacher, and she's an aspiring author. Her husband, Leon is a semi-famous crime writer, uh, like a crime fiction author. And she is very bummed out because her most recent manuscript that she submitted to a publisher was rejected. And he's trying to kind of encourage her, but also be like, hey, you know, because you get really upset about this, maybe you should take a break for a little bit and focus in on, you know, other stuff. And they have a couple of young children, Martha and Jack. And um, they are like uh, in a... um, interracial marriage. He's African-American. She is white. I mentioned that only because it does come up as kind of a thing for a minute in the book. Um, and um, not between them, but just because of something that happens to him. Um, and they're very, very happy together. Um, I mean, they do like, you know, fight like an, a normal amount and stuff like that, but they're, you know, really happy together and it's his birthday and they're going to go to his mother's house and have like a meal and stuff. And she, she, comes out to the car like the children are already in the car and she comes out and he's been arguing with this neighbor of theirs Mm. um that he really doesn't get along with and this neighbor has like a really creepy son that like hangs around their house a lot and it's just like very weird and then like the the wife of this neighbor is like kind of seems to be very like hostile towards them for unknown reasons and different things um so, so they come out and he's acting really weird and her husband and he goes to reverse the car to like back out of the driveway and he like crashes into the neighbor's garden wall and it smashes up the car and then ends up like getting in. Like he falls forward and smashes his head on the steering wheel and goes unconscious. And so she, um, the medical people come and the paramedics and at first she thinks like he's injured because of the car accident. But they come to find out that someone shot him in the head with a nail gun. Ouch. I, I know. So he suffers a traumatic brain injury. And obviously the police and then Jane herself are trying to figure out, like, who did this? What happened? And she's under suspicion for a while. But she starts kind of digging into his past um, and their past and trying to figure out, like, what what's going on? Like, why would somebody do this? and And meanwhile, also dealing with, like, the way her husband has changed because he does, he is in a coma for a while and he comes to and he's very, very different. And you find out things about their relationship um, that um, some people might not be very comfortable with as to like the origins of how it started and different things. Um, but it was just a very multi-layered book. And then you wonder like, can you trust her? Who can you trust in this situation? Like who's really telling the truth and, what about all these people around them? And what about these neighbors? Like, did they have something to do with it? Um, right. So it's very twisty and great. And I just, I love this so much. It's um, narrated commercially by somebody called Emma Fenny, who I've never heard of. Um, but she did a really good job. And again, it is called Open Your Eyes by Paula Daly. And the, the main character, Jane, does not like dealing with confrontation, but obviously because of everything that's going on she's starting to have to kind of just really confront all these like secrets and things going on in her life and uh it was fabulous and i can't wait to read more of her stuff i want this
2: wow i want this now i'm looking on scripts to see if i find it
1: (laughs) it's her 2018 release as well i believe actually so
2: well my next book is another book that keeps you guessing uh it is such a mind game And I know we're saying this a lot, but maybe we just picked the best ones. But I feel like even though I love all the books I'm talking about, this is probably the book that will really mess with your head. Just imagine, well, let's tell you the title first, right? It's called Everything You Told Me by Lucy Dawson. And, you know, just imagine you go to bed one night at home and just like any other day, right? You wake up in the back of a taxi, you're all like doped up. You don't know how you got there. You have no memory of getting there. You have no money, no phone. And all you have in your pocket is a suicide note in your own writing. You know that you weren't planning to kill yourself. Nobody believes you. Your family doesn't believe you. You know, your friends don't believe you. But you know for a fact that you weren't suicidal. But And someone else knows that you weren't suicidal also. And who is who knows this? Who did this to you? And who isn't telling that they know this truth, that you are not suicidal? Anyway, this book is crazy. Just, just by the beginning, it's absolutely crazy. And I did not see the ending coming at all. Uh, be- because I, I wasn't surprised when the ending happened, but then afterward I was surprised. So, it, I don't know, you just have to read it. This is... Everything You Told Me by Lucid Dawson. You're in the back of a car, apparently going to kill yourself, but you're not going to kill yourself. That was amazing. I hope you pick it up and that you enjoy it as much as I did. It was good. I, I she's have got it. And yes, she does. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: You haven't read it? No,
1: I haven't read it yet. I did. I, oh, you didn't. Yeah, I know. But it was, it was so good. You should read it. Cause... I will. It's oh sitting God, on yes. my
0: iPad with so many other things. <laughs> but maybe I'll move it up. Somewhere. I'm
1: excited about her new one. It's called like the Memory, I think. I have to double check the title.
0: She's got a few actually that look um, that look really good, but this one like caught my attention right away. So my next pick made me so very very happy, and I don't know what this says about me. Given the kind of book this is, um, I don't think these sorts of things are supposed to make me happy, but that's just how i roll i guess so this is the last mrs parish and it is by Liv constantine or constantine maybe i don't know constantine i'm guessing i would think so but i think so okay so we meet amber patterson and amber really 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 hates her life she thinks that she deserves so much more than what she has. She doesn't want to be a nobody. She wants you know, a good job, a great husband, some cute kids, just everything that she doesn't have. And not right. only does she not have it, but these other women do. And she can't figure Uh-oh. out why these other women have these things that she wants so much. Like, What makes them deserve these things when she isn't able to have them? But Amber has a plan, and that's a a dangerous thing. Amber wants everything that this woman named Daphne Parrish has. In fact, maybe she wants to be Daphne, even. This, I I don't even know how to describe this. This was everything I love in a thriller like this. both characters, we see things from a couple of different points of view, and all the characters are incredibly well drawn. Um, you know that things that Amber wants to do are not great, and yet somehow when you're in her head, you just kind of go along with her, and you're like, oh, well, yes, of course. Like, this person is a total bitch. Of course you should. You do all these terrible things to her. That's fine. And then you kind of <laughs> stop and go like, wait, no no, I guess it's not good to do these things. But this author just has a way of totally getting you to follow her into this crazy, crazy place. And I, I loved it so very much. Um, I cannot wait for this author to come out with a new book. I think it is supposed to come early next year. And I will be like standing in line to get my hands on a copy because it I'm guessing, will be super great. So this, again, is The Last Mrs. Parrish, and it is by Liv Constantine.
1: That is another one on my hoopla list. Yes. I have a a file (laughs) of, like, things that are on hoopla that I can grab. um, Yes. Okay, so I am now going to talk about Hide and Seek by P.S. Brown. And this book... Talk about a mind game. Oh, my goodness. So in this book, we meet Peter Stevenson, and he has gone back to this reunion of his eight childhood friends, eight including him, and they call themselves Excellent Eight. And one of them has died, and so they have come together for the funeral, but also to see each other again, and they haven't seen each other in quite a long time.
0: So, may I interrupt to ask if they are now like something like the Satisfactory Seven? (laughs) Since they were the Excellent Eight?
2: Or Magical
1: Seven? Subpar Seven. Ooh, (laughs) there we go. I love (laughs) it. I like that. (laughs) Uh, So, he remembers being at the funeral, but then the next day he wakes up. He's in this random cabin. His stuff is gone, his friends are missing. And he gets sucked into this insane game of hide-and-seek where he's racing against the clock to find his friends before they die. And he's afraid that one of them is the mastermind behind this. And it's so intense. Um, The end of this just blew my mind. I read this, like, I think I read this, like, in one day. I don't know. I, like, blasted through it. It's just absolutely a compulsory read. Um, it's really hard to describe because you don't want to give things away. So this is about as much description as I can give, unfortunately, but such, so uniquely plotted. Um, I just, I don't even know how to describe this. Um, it was just a total mind game. And I, again, I know we've said that like 5,000 times. It's like the catchphrase of the evening. But seriously, it, it's better than what I thought about saying, which would involve swear words. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, we're trying to keep this a little bit, you know, family friendly, I guess. Um <laughs> So, um, anyway, definitely read it if you love a good psychological thriller. Because to me, this is much more psychological than domestic, um, because we're not dealing with his family unit or anything like that. It's the sky, you know, racing against time, trying to save his friends and figure out, like, who is behind all this and is he next and all this. And it was just, it was so good. Again, it's called Hide and Seek by P.S. Brown. Alrighty.
2: So. This author I'm going to talk about is very well known. She is known for her great library series, which actually Ilona Andrews was tweeting about. Ilona Andrews and Beverly Jenkins tweeted when she came out with like the third book because they were mad at her. They were like, I can't believe I'm an author and I'm your friend and you will not give me an advanced reading copy. <laughs> and she's known for her weather warden books, which I loved and her Morganville vampire books. And this is, book is completely different. It's actually part of a series, which we don't see psychological thrillers very much as part of a series. At least I haven't. But no, it was just too good to not mention. And this is Stillhouse Lake by Rachel Kane. So just imagine you come home one day and there are police cars all over your house and they arrest you. And you don't know what the heck you did because you were just picking up your two kids from school, coming home with some groceries, you know. Typical stay-at-home month. And it turns out that they found your garage full of torture instruments and bodies and a bunch of very terrible things with your husband's DNA all over it. Because it turns out that he was the most notorious serial killer of the decade. And they have caught him completely red-handed. Completely red-handed. And you're his wife and your name is Gina Royal and you have no idea that this monster was the person you were sleeping with every day. But nobody believes you, of course, because how could the wife not know? And I don't understand this because, you know, when a husband has an affair or something, they always say that the wife is the last to know. So why wouldn't the wife be the last to know if he's killing a whole bunch of people? But, you know, I guess people always need someone to blame. I'm not sure. So anyway, the man goes to prison. She's cleared of all charges, but people don't leave her alone. They're harassing her all over the place. So she has to change the identity of herself and her children. And she ends up doing this various times until she finally finds an identity where they don't actually figure out who she is eventually. And she's living in a house by a lake and she's thinking that she's safe, her kids are finally going to be able to go to school, everything's going to be normal, (laughs) except bodies turn up in the lake by her house and she's getting letters with familiar handwriting and an address that's too familiar. And who's making this happen? Who's causing this? We don't know. So this book is part of a series there are two books out so far and the third book is coming out next year i cannot wait i can't believe i have to wait this long and i just recommend that you pick it up and make sure you pick it up with enough time because you are not going to stop after the first book you're going to pick up the second book and the only good thing i can say about the second book is that it's not a cliffhanger so you'll be able to wait after that for the third as i've been able to wait so this is Stillhouse lake by Rachel Kane, completely different from anything you've read by her, if you've read her before, but it is just incredible. And uh, for me, it really outlines her talent. So my next pick is the marriage pact by
0: Michelle Richmond. And this, I wasn't sure how this would be like the synopsis. It seemed like it could be really good or I kind of wondered if it might be really cheesy, but it totally, totally wasn't. Um, So we meet Alice and Jay, and they are a newlywed couple. And for their for their wedding gift, they were given this box that they're not allowed to open until like after their their wedding. And until someone comes to their house and explains it to them. And they are told that there's this society of people who are 100 percent committed to making sure that marriages are perfect so if you're a member of this society there are like all these rules that you follow and supposedly if you do this correctly your marriage will be like 100% great you won't have any problems you won't end up in divorce you'll just be wonderful but what if you don't follow all these rules or what if you begin to question why these people get to make these rules and why you should follow them and I was completely spellbound by this book. I've never read anything like it. And I doubt I will again, because I'm just not sure that anyone could write something quite like this. Um, our main character is actually the husband. And I found that very unique. We read a lot of things from like, the woman's point of view. And I was very, very intrigued to read this from the husband's point of view instead Um, So if you read it commercially on audio, um, it has a male narrator who does a stellar job. It's just such a great read. Um, I wish I could describe it in a more articulate way, but that's failing right now. So all I can say is, please, please, please go read this. It came out last year, and it was one of the best books of 2017 for me. Mm-hmm. And it is, again, The Marriage Pact by Michelle Richmond.
1: I love that book. It disturbed me so much, but it was just so well done, yes. so well narrated.
2: It, it so was you- very disturbing. Yes. Yes, it was. It was- I will My check it
1: out. My last is Before I Let You In by Jenny Blackhurst. This was the first book I ever read of hers and I loved this. This again, did not see the end coming. I know again, that's been kind of a theme, but it's so great. I mean, just that's the mark of a good thriller to me when you can't figure it out or you think, you know, what's happening and you have no idea. Um, So in this book, we meet Karen, Eleanor and B, and they are friends and have been for ages and ages. And they're all really close and they all lead very different lives and they all have secrets. So Eleanor is married with children and she's starting to kind of forget things, but she doesn't want her friends to realize that because she kind of wants to project this image of like, I'm this super mom and I have everything together. And um, she's, she's kind of trying to hold it together, but not doing so great all the time. And then we have Karen who is a psychologist and she's, considers herself kind of the fixer of the group to kind of, you know, help everybody out and keep things going on a smooth and even path. And then we see B and B is single. Um, And she acts as though she thinks this is great, but really she's quite lonely at times. And also she is dealing with a lot of flashbacks of some very traumatic things that have happened to her in her past that again, she doesn't want her friends to realize she's dealing with a lot of trauma. So meanwhile, um, Karen acquires a new patient called Jessica. And at first she's like, oh, well, this, you know, this is going to be just kind of standard, you know, I'm going to help this person with whatever they need to deal with, you know, in terms of like a therapy session and stuff. But then it turns out that this Jessica person knows like all these things about her and her friends that she shouldn't know. And how does she know these things? And can she be trusted and like what's going on? And does she have ulterior motives? um and karen also has her own set of secrets you know karen seemingly has this wonderful relationship with her boyfriend and all these things but then you start to see other things about her where like um you're doing some weird stuff um and i can't really explain more than that um this book is so twisty and so great and It just made me an instant fan of Jenny Blackhurst. Uh, She has a few other standalone novels as well that I can't wait to get my hands on and read. I have one of them here, um, but I think she has at least one or two others. Um, Again, this is called Before I Let You In by Jenny Blackhurst.
2: Wonderful book. Mm -hmm. So my last book, I just saw it, that it was published this year. I didn't even know. I thought it was an older book, but it's not. But I just read it maybe two weeks ago. And it was so good that when I finished it, I clapped. (laughs) And I'm sure my dog thought I was crazy because she jumped on the bed thinking I was calling her. That was funny. And it's called (laughs) Closer Than You Know by Brad Parks. And this book is about a woman named Melody who grows up in the foster care system. And she was always told by social workers that disaster was closer than you know. Uh, you know, but finally her life has settled down. She has her baby. She's married. She's a good job. She's happy. You know, it's, she's made a good life for herself. And then one Monday evening she goes to child care to pick up her son. And it turns out that CPS has taken him out of the house. And no one wants to tell her why. CPS doesn't want to tell her why. You know, the babysitter doesn't want to tell her why. And so what does she do? Well, she goes home because they tell her she has to wait till the next day to find out. When she gets home, she finds out that her whole house has been raided and it turns out that they have found so much cocaine in her house that they're thinking that she's the new community drug dealer and they're trying to put her to prison for years and years. And, you know, of course, she doesn't do any drugs. She just had a baby and she's breastfeeding. And on top of that, the evidence is just overwhelming and she has no idea where the evidence is coming from, how they're getting this evidence. Nobody believes her. And, you know, it's just a really crazy book. I never saw anything coming here. Not anything at all. And you think it sounds a little bit like Stillhouse Lake, but it's not. It's completely, completely different animal. And, you know, you basically see how she figures out what's going on with her life. And it's very true that disaster is always closer than you know. So this is Closer Than You Know by Brad Parks. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did because it was just wonderful.
0: So my last pick is Tear Me Apart by J.T. Ellison. And I loved this so much. I feel like I'm just kind of repeating that. Oh, I love this. I love this. (laughs) And generally, I'm not a person who loves everything they read. It may sound like that, but it isn't true.
2: Unfortunately. Um, I love
1: a lot of what I read. I know it would be but, to read like everything. But it's because the classic. things we talk about are things we really love. Like Otherwise, we wouldn't be rec- re- recommending. Oh, well, it's true.
2: Right. <laughs> so, we're not here to recommend bad books. True. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah.
1: No,
0: I certainly hope not. So, Tear Me Apart is J.T. Ellison's latest standalone novel. And I wasn't a big fan of the first one. Uh, not the first one, but the most recent one, which is Lie to hmm. Me. Um, I thought it was like a complete like ripoff on Gone Girl and it kind of made me angry. But this one is excellent. So Mindy Wright is this up and coming competitive downhill skier. She really hopes that she can make it to the Olympics. But after a, what do you call that? Like a meet? A, a race? competition? An event? Oh my God, it's escaping me race? right now? I don't know what you call it. Okay, so after this event, she is rushed to the hospital, um, and she's, she's very, very sick. It turns out that she has this very, very severe form of leukemia, and a stem cell transplant is her only hope of survival. So, of course, her family is you know rallying around her, and they're ready to do pretty much anything they have to do. Um, to help her survive. So, of course, they're tested to see if they would be a good match for stem cells in her, but they're they're not because it turns out that she's not biologically related to these people that she has grown up thinking oh of goodness. as her family. and And she doesn't understand how this is possible. And her father doesn't seem to understand how this is possible. Her aunt doesn't seem to understand... Her mother perhaps understands, but if she does, she isn't telling. So this is one of those novels that shifts um, point of view. And so we see things from several different perspectives. And I love this when it's done well. Um, I think it's very cool to see things not just from one person's, um, not through one person's lens. I think it is really great to watch kind of how things affect people and the way in which like their life experiences shape how they react to this particular situation and JT Ellison does a fantastic job with this here. Um, We see things from the point of view Of Mindy herself, and then we see her aunt and her mother, and then some other people that I can't really tell you about without giving away um, a lot of things. But this is a pretty lengthy book as far as thrillers go, and I did read it in a day. It was one of those things I just couldn't put down. I needed to know how things were going to turn out. I needed to know how this really impossible-seeming situation could have happened and i loved it so much and i hope that jt continues to write things of this
1: caliber it's just so great
0: so this again is tear me
1: apart by jt i Ellison. love this so much this is a top read for this you read this community. too Absolutely. am i like the only yes. one that hasn't
2: read it oh my gosh
1: it's incredible got to get
2: on it
0: well the only one here it's so incredible it. it's so amazing yeah. So that is it for us this evening. Hopefully you have been able to find some great thrillers to add to your TBR. I know there are a few that I definitely plan to pick up, which is of course the beauty of a podcast like this. You can get so many great recommendations. I want to thank Jen and Natalia for chatting about thrillers and helping me find fabulous new books. And of course, thanks goes out to Christine for her marvelous editing um, this episode, and of course, all of the others that she has done so far. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to listen to the show. If you like what you've heard and you want to share that, you can leave us a rating or a review on whichever platform you use to access this podcast. And again, you can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can also use Facebook to get a hold of us. If you wish to do that, you can send a message or you can send an email to thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And one of us will get back to you as quickly as we can. I hope all of you have a fantastic week full of great bookities. And we'll be back Next week with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.